Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about Fire Island and the podcast Gay Pride and Prejudice that were both released very recently and are based off of Pride and Prejudice, obviously, Jane Austen, Queen. Um, <laughs> according yes, to Bowie, we briefly talked Noah. about. <laughs> we briefly talked about our um, the Gay Pride and Prejudice podcast um, on our toppings, I believe. Yes, but it was before um, we had finished it, so now we yes. finished it. It, I think it was coming out like during during Pride Month, and so not every episode was out yet. And um, when I came back to work this week, I noticed that the I, that I I thought the rest of the episodes were up because like it didn't really say like finale or anything, but it listening to it, it was obviously the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yes, we have both of these things. I did not know until literally yesterday. That Fire Island was a Pride and Prejudice retelling. My friend Bruce told me last week that it was a, a gay Pride and Prejudice because he told me after I told him about the podcast Gay Pride and Prejudice and he was like, oh, it's just like Fire Island. And I was like, what? Really? And I knew about Fire Island, but I didn't realize it was a Pride and Prejudice ad- adaptation. So... That was pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I really hadn't heard of Fire Island at all, uh, really, until my my friend from work brought it up that, that they had watched it um, and that it was Pride and Prejudice. I was like, oh, okay, well then. Well, I'm definitely going to watch it. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch it now. Right. Um, but yeah, so which one do we want to talk about first? We're going to talk about uh, the movie? I don't know. Just kind of talk about everything all at once. Yeah, I mean, they're both adaptations. Um, the thing about it is the, I mean, the podcast only was in 15-minute increments, basically. And there was only yes. like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how many, for how many of these there are. I'm going to just look. Oh, I have I have it up. I think it was like 10 episodes. Okay. Uh yeah, ten, 10 episodes. Okay, so this is not very long. I don't know why they chose to do it so, like, surface level, because you're only getting 15 minutes at a time. So that's only, I guess, it's just there's not, like, a lot of meat in there. You know what I mean? Like, they really have to do what they can to make this interesting for the listener. Um, so well, yeah, and you you're only getting audio, it. so you're not, you're not getting any visuals of any kind, um, so it needs to be, 
it needs to be enjoyable to listen to. Um, I kind of like that they kept it a little short because uh, mm-hmm. it, it was very easy to just listen to while I was working. Um, and it didn't, it didn't seem like just very long. I kind of liked the, the changes they made to it. Um, uh, like very, very slight changes, like story-wise. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, it was very, it was very like surface level. Like you said, I think Fire Island was, was a, was a little, was a little surface uh, surface level as well, but mm-hmm. maybe they they delved in like s- slightly more, I guess, because they had more time. Uh, the movie was an hour and forty five minutes, where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast was maybe collectively like um, a little over an hour, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. Because what if if each episode was like fifteen minutes? And fifteen the to last twenty episode minutes. was more like twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was harder. I mean, I like the voice acting and stuff, but one thing I didn't like, which I think we talked about on the toppings, was the fact that because it's an audio medium, they had to get the story across with the main character who's alone a lot of the time. Right. Calling people and leaving texts and describing the text or basically just calling people and saying what's on his mind, like Bennett, the main character. And so it was really difficult to kind of get that personal connection he had with all these characters when they were largely absent from him. Like it just was kind of he didn't really have a lot of. Like, it was mostly just phone calls and, like, hearing people's little voicemail box messages, like, over and over and over again. And it was just, like, yeah, so the, much the filler. to every episode was, was Bennett trying to call or text whoever he was trying to contact. And it, it would usually be everyone. He would call James. Yeah. Obviously, because James was his best his friend. Yeah. James. And then. Yeah. Yeah, James was Jane. And um and then he would call Mary and then he would call Luke. Yeah. Um and and yeah, that kind of took away from, you know, kind of the substance we could be getting from the episode. I mean, it was only a couple, it was only like a like a like a minute or so to do this. Um and I thought it was I thought it was kind of a I thought it was a kind of fun consistent thing like with Luke. He always calls Luke, but then mm-hmm. Luke's like like, don't be dumb, text me. Yeah. Um, sure. And it's just, he calls anyway. I don't know. It just... <laughs> because then cause then he would kind of say, I, I, I kind of wish that the, the calling or the texting in, in the beginning could kind of tell us where we were going. So it wasn't, so it wasn't a waste of time. It did feel like a waste of time, but I did like it. I just wish it was used more efficiently. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think yes. it it got better. I think the last few episodes were the best episodes, to be honest. Um, and I finished them yesterday. And I felt like it was really well done, especially with Mary and kind of going to the Pemberley and then having that yes. whole party. And yeah. so it was really fun to listen to and I was really interested in it. Um I don't know, yeah, it's an interesting way to tell this story. And 
again, in the beginning, I didn't really like Bennett because I thought he was really annoying. And then I kind of, he grew on me at the end for sure. Um, I guess that's kind of how Lizzie Bennett is. But yeah, um, she's supposed to be like headstrong and mm -hmm. stubborn and a little like overbearing in the beginning. And then yeah. she's supposed to like mellow out. So, I mean, yeah, because like <sighs> Noah was kind of the same way, but but a lot less annoying in um in Fire Island. He yeah, was, he, he was only kind of annoying when it came to like him just just bashing Darcy. whenever oh, yeah. Like whatever chance he got. Like oh, for Darcy, sure. Darcy wasn't being nearly as like douchebaggy enough in yeah, the beginning of fire yeah. island to warrant how noah was treating him. i agree i totally agree with you i think it was it's difficult even in both of these to get why to like for me to understand why darcy is into elizabeth like in both of these like it's just they're sometimes so obnoxious that i'm just like how are you into this person if you're if they're acting like this? You know what I mean? I think that I mean that's a little bit harsh, but I I understand like Noah was very cute and I really liked him. I really did. But sometimes yeah, he would be very very like mean. And I was like why yeah, are you being like, who, like this? Who would want to who would want to <laughs> deal with that? I know like, that's what, what I'm Thinking. Why and would you put with, your time into that? Yeah, Bennett was also doing that too, like being really annoying. And I'm like, I get that that's your part of your character, but you have to get, you have to get Mr. Darcy to fall in love with you in this story. Like there needs to be a way and a reason why Mr. Darcy is falling in love with Elizabeth. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I, get I think it. I never really questioned it, obviously, in the Joe Wright version or even the, the miniseries. It just made sense to me because she's headstrong, but she's like graceful about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I at least liked Fire Island, um, their interpretation a little bit better. Like their chemistry was a bit better mm -hmm. than in the podcast because yeah. like they, they yeah. went and read at the beach together. So and cute. Then, you know, they would so actually cute. go and like go on little dates together, basically. Um, you know, while they were still hating each other in a way, sort of, but, but like, but like warming up to each other. Yeah. So it was like that, that chemistry was, was definitely growing. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Elizabeth is supposed to, the Elizabeth character is supposed to have her problems in the beginning, but she's supposed to still, charm him <laughs> so, right yeah, yeah yeah that's true but i think honestly the adaptation of fire island was fantastic on the whole it was so it was funny so good. It, was it was so, so good. good like i i think oh i was God. just in glee the entire movie like i loved every moment of this movie i can't even like I just uh, I am definitely going to watch this again when when my roommate watches it. I was telling them about it and I, I was like, have you heard of Fire Island? And they're like, yeah, I know it's I know it's gay. And I was like, it's also Pride and Prejudice. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, why wasn't this like more more put forward in the promotion? Like, I feel like I had to I had to delve into I had to like really open the summary section of IMDb for it to say, oh, this is also Pride and Prejudice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um like let's read this little thing it says just the regular imdb description it says a pair of best friends set out to have a legendary week-long summer vacation 
with the help of Cheap Rosé and a group of eclectic friends. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that is what it is, but it's just like so much more than that because it is Pride and Prejudice and the addition of all these characters and this kind of really, you, you feel the love between these characters so much and it doesn't even really have to be like told to you that much. Like it just makes sense that these group of people are like all sisters in a way and it really like feels very loving especially when we have Margaret Cho at the head of it you know and and she's just fantastic yeah yeah exactly yeah that was another you know comparison to the podcast was the addition of Rosie O'Donnell as kind of the head of the family as the Mrs. Bennett um and that's kind of like it's great that they have that similarity between kind of you know this older lesbian takes all these young gays under her wing situation yeah yeah um but is not really as trying to like sell them off and like you know get them all married and you know it's like a different thing i mean a little bit there were some conversations they would have with with miss mrs b um and you know bennett would be like you know, Miss B, I don't think, I don't think Luke should hang out with this guy. And, and she was like, this is good for, this is good for Luke. Yeah. (laughs) Leave him alone. Like she was definitely being a a little bit of the pushy, like, like he needs to get married. Like, or, you know, he needs to have his fun. So let him go. She was being Um, extremely pushy. Like I felt like everybody in the podcast was just so strong of a personality and like, I you need that I guess because you can't see them so they have to say things that are just so crazy. Um they're just a little bit stereotypical or a little bit like you know over the top because I guess you just need to like see that in your brain. But I personally like more subtlety in my radio dramas. That's just my own personal like <laughs> I, I think it's just a little bit much when people are saying things that no one would ever say in real life, you know? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, these characters felt like they had the same energy as, mm-hmm. as the characters in in Fire Island, especially yeah. with uh, the, the Lydia and Luke characters. Like, oh, yes. Like the, uh, yeah, Lydia and uh, Kitty or whatever. Um, like, they were... <laughs> they were so funny, but they were Luke so annoying. And, and Keegan. <laughs> yes. I yes, Keegan. Them. There we go. And Max as Mary was so funny. I mean, all of them are just, they're really like the characters in Pride and Prejudice, too. Yes, they really are. And the humor was just so, it was so subtle, but so alike. <laughs> like so when they good. walk up. <laughs> Like when they walk up to Charlie and Will, like on the dock, because they're going to get dinner, it's like discount dinner to make for them tonight. Yeah. Uh, that night, um, and Will's just like eating this tiny ice cream cone, <laughs> and, and Noah, Noah's like, "Oh, I didn't take you. It's like a tiny ice cream cone." Guy, and then he chucks it. Like he yeah. just ch- chucks and it. When, <laughs> later, when he's like sees him, he chucks his ice cream cone he and just runs. 
And the dance he does in the drag show is so funny. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so good. I I mean, there was a lot of really good lines. And I love Bo and Yang so much. Like, he is a great addition. Oh, that was Howie? Yeah. Yeah, he's a great addition so to SNL and has been for a few years now. And he is so mm-hmm. funny and honestly a great actor. Like, when he was serious with with Noah, it felt so real. And we had those moments with them together, like, really kind of discussing a lot of the aspects of what it means to be Asian and gay and you know their attractiveness in relation to all the other gay guys on this island and it you know it was so much like i learned so much from this movie like about gay culture then i i mean so many other things that i have ever watched do you know what i mean right yeah exactly yes yeah so i just love bo and yang he's so funny um, I didn't even know Fire Island was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I, of course I did because I live in New York City. But yeah. here in Boston, we have the other version of it. It's called a uh, Province Town, P Town. So that's where oh. all the all the gays go, and they have like a whole. I learned this from my friends that every who go there, every um, week is a every weekend is a different theme. So they have like. Oh. <laughs> I guess I, I don't I don't remember what some of the themes are, but there's like um, they make them up as they're going. There's there's family weekend, of course, but then there's just like, you know, the, my friends told me they had ones that was like um, Dorothy themed or like Wizard of Oz themed or Over the Rainbow. Oh, okay. That's what it was called. Um, and they just okay. like every weekend have fun, different themes. So whenever whoever's going that that weekend can like dress up or prepare to party while you know being like in a certain theme and I was like that sounds freaking awesome like I bet that's so much fun and all the people who get to go are just like and it's expensive but you go and it's like really fun and you know you're it's the same probably as it is in Fire Island where they just go to have sex with each other you know (laughs) Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is is an interest. You know, that's been like that for a long time. And New York is it is one of the most famous places. Like it is a everybody knows, especially when you live in New York. That that's uh that's where you go. Yeah. 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 We don't have anything like that on the West Coast. It's kind of like San Francisco in general is the gay city. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think, I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know what? They could, they could make Catalina. <laughs> I could they, make Catalina. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, why hasn't that happened? <laughs> you just, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, no one goes, no one likes Catalina. I no mean. No one wants to go there. <laughs> no one wants to go. Can you imagine what it would be to live on Catalina full time? Like, what would that even be um, like? So boring. Dear goodness, no. Oh. No, thank you. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. It's fun to visit, though. We used to visit a lot uh, when my when my parents sailed a lot more. Um, 
But yeah, I just, oh my God, there's, I just, I love this movie. I want to watch it again. It was so funny. It was so funny. I was laughing. So bad. I was laughing like every five seconds. I loved it so much. I really, I do want to watch it again. It is definitely really good. There was a line about Call Me By Your Name in this movie. Could I ask for anything more? He was like, and and, and funny enough, um, we've been talking a lot about the, um, have I talked about, I don't think I have on a toppings, um, the Animorphs books. No, but we, I know what those are. And the covers have like the, the going from one thing to another, like, yes. and they're a- creepy. Yes. yes. The, the, the humans turning into like an animal of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's what the covers look like. But, but, but my roommate recently like looked up the synopsis of what the, the 55 books are about mm-hmm. or something. There's a crazy number of books, um, and and they're fucking insane. I'll I'll have to I'll have to get the I'll have to get the the synopsis or the article that they read, um, so I could talk about it on the on the next topics. Uh, but I thought that was really funny because we we talked about animorphs recently in the house and the fact that he, Noah brought it. Up. I was I was like oh fucking animorphs. <laughs> yeah, the references were so funny. Like when he threw Dex's phone into the water and he was like, you know, they make those waterproof now. And I was like, oh my god, yes. Like, it's such a relevant movie. It's like, I love, I love movies and TV shows that are just like, like right in the time that we are in right now. You know, sometimes they do stuff in TV shows and movies that make it seem like we're kind of 10 years in the past for whatever reason. And I just love it when they're just more realistic about it, you know? Um, Yeah. And I would like to say that the the slow burn was set up very nicely oh, uh, between between Charlie. Noah and Will. Like, like when they <sighs> when they were like dancing um, at the club, um, and they were like about to kiss. I was like, <gasps> and then they did, then they didn't. Well, also like, the oh. more realistic, you know, understanding of a romantic relationship that Noah does not want to be a monogamous in a monogamous relationship, and he kind of doesn't want that for himself and neither does will and they kind of address that and in the end it's like the two main like literally the love interest like they kiss but they're just happy and it's okay to just be there in that moment instead of being like okay i guess we're together forever you know like that's not the expectations of their relationship and it's not the expectations of a lot of people like you know it's not a like real life is not a fairy tale like that and it's just it kind of was a more realistic way of going about people who are looking at different kinds of relationships which was great yeah it's not like the the second you guys eventually get together by the end doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be together forever or you'll yeah you know be monogamous or anything like that like it's it's just it's just it is what it is i mean and and that kind of made sense uh kind of leaving it you know not necessarily vague but just you know whatever leaving it as it is uh because they were also on fire island and that just was supposed to be a a week to just do whatever have fun Mm -hmm. um all these people don't really seem to live near each other i i know that howie was in san francisco or something and like noah was somewhere else i don't know they just all kind of came together and then went to fire island i guess 
Um, I kind of like how it was in in the Gay Pride and Prejudice podcast as well. No one, no one lived together. They all came mm-hmm. together because of the funeral at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then you know everyone just kind of went and did their own thing. But they uh, went and travel and like uh, visited with each other. Um, there was no Mister Collins in Fire Island. No. 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 No, there wasn't. Because, let's see, who was, uh... Uh, Cooper was, like, Caroline. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. There there also wasn't, like, a... Like, maybe Reese could have been, sort of, because he was just annoying. But he was just... No, Reese was, like, the boyfriend of... Like the ex boyfriend of Charlie, right? I know, which like, which like, there isn't, there isn't really one. There's not really a Caroline either. There's not really a Caroline or a Col- Lister Collins in Fire Island because they didn't really need that. It was mostly. I, th- I thought Cooper. I thought Cooper was because Cooper wanted to be with with Will. He he kind of said that. He said like, "Oh, Charlie invited me so that." Will and I would hook up, so he could be he could be my my first LA boyfriend. He's he's more like a Caroline. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking about a Charlotte, Charlotte, oh, Charlotte, and uh, Mr. Collins. There's no Charlotte or Mr. Collins yeah. in Fire Island, but nor a um, Georgiana. No, yeah, which was a, a good. That was a good part of the podcast. I thought it was very creative. Super, super creative that they they had, like, Darcy's daughter be, like, her relationship with, um, the, I forgot who the, what the name of the, um, Wickham was, but, oh, it's just, I guess it was just Wickham. Yeah, his name was just Wickham. Yeah, the relationship with Wickham and the whole, like, uh, you know, falling out of Mr. Darcy with Wickham in relation to his daughter was very good um but yeah, also i, I kind of liked i kind of liked how the wickham was set up a bit better mm-hmm. in the in the podcast than it was in fire island I yeah, mean, yeah totally. he was just kind of the wickham in fire island was just a little conf- like he was just kind of problematic and yeah. that was it yeah like he really wasn't well he did like post if, that that sex tape of he did of luke which was just crazy and I'm glad that they, like... was not okay. Yeah, I'm glad they, like, addressed that that was not good and everything. You know, like, they're on all these drugs and stuff, and they're kind of consenting to sex when they're in drug... when they have drugs in their system, so it's not really consenting to sex. But they go in it, like, into their like situation knowing that they're going to be having sex with people you know so it's kind of an interesting yeah. like I mean, or they're consenting to sex but they're not consenting to being filmed oh sure and, and, yeah and i think that's it those films yeah yeah so that was interesting because it, there is that whole aspect to all the drugs involved with gay sex and like a place like fire island and not even like straying away from that at all like literally naming all of the different drugs that they do what they do to you um how they're used and just how important that is to this kind of atmosphere 
um, for these particular people, obviously, not everybody, but, you know, this kind of situation. And so that was, like, also interesting because drugs like that aren't really, they're not discussed as openly, I think, in a lot of movies. And because this movie was about gay men, like, it is very particularly that kind of, like, visual medium. And I feel like people who watch this movie who have been to Fire Island or other gay people will really like totally be like, I feel seen because of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like that's another aspect of it because it's a time and place. It's a really interesting location, really interesting people. You know, it's, um, that's also why the, the podcast was great because it took place in like 2016, 2015. Um, and it had like all of that kind of background of the um, gay marriage being, um, you know, allowed throughout the entire United States and that kind of aspect uh, balanced with, I mean, the Orlando shooting, the mass shooting that they had and it, all that was kind of tied into it. And that was kind of the end of the, the podcast as well. Yeah, I like that they tied in those tied in those events um, to just make it. I don't know, very, very real, very like just and and informative as well. Like I didn't know what year um, gay marriage had been legalized, um, and and yeah, I just like how they tied that in. Um, Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I also just liked the, um, the different, um, the, like, the situations they had where, like, the Netherfield ball dance was, mm-hmm. like, the, uh, the escape room, which I thought was, yeah, was, was really funny, uh, in the podcast. Yeah, they had the, like yeah, like other kinds of parties and stuff. Yeah, they had the they had the pool party. Um, yeah, I think it was. But yeah, the, there was there was the club they went to in the beginning, and then the pool party, mm-hmm. and then, um, then there was the New Year's party. Mm-hmm. And there was and the there was going the speed dating. Yep, this that was the end. That was crazy. 
the Carolina in that was just insane. <laughs> um, she was, it was interesting. And then they, they had Emma Woodhouse in the end be part of the matchmaking um, app, which I, I thought was yeah, great. Yeah, so they had the two references. They had the Emma Woodhouse um, mm-hmm. as as the app creator, but then it was called Persuasion, so it was like <laughs> yeah. calling, calling to the other uh, Jane Austen book. So that was just, that was a really fun reference. Um, and I really liked uh, that Mary and Caroline, uh, Catalina, uh, mm-hmm. got together. Yeah, that uh, was great. In, in the podcast. Yes. Um, and that, you know... Uh, Catalina was like, oh, she's like, oh, you're you're a lesbian, and she's like, no, I don't, I don't know, I just like Mary. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, and she's like, oh, I'm gonna she... ask Mary to marry me, and I was like, wow, moving moving pretty fast there, but sure, whatever you want to do, you know, you know, what is going on over on your side? I I'm hearing a lot of yelps and things. Um, I mean, I guess there are kids playing outside. I don't. I got my window open, dude. It's hot. <laughs> I need. I need to get what little air I can without running a fan. Was the, you're gonna get mad at me either way? Was Pod also trying to get in? Because I think I heard him as well. Uh, I don't think so. He doesn't normally go to my door and and meow yeah, through it. But but right. he definitely could. There's like my door does not reach the floor. There's like a two inch gap. Like a a mouse could get into my room because. The, <sighs> There's a huge gap under my door, so... Oh, if- mice could get under any gap, <laughs> okay, dude? <laughs> okay, well, like, well like, a, like, a, like a big rat, then. Um, okay, I also just have to comment how, like you said, you really thought that Darcy's voice in the podcast was very hot, and it was. I would just like to comment how handsome the man who played Charlie was in the Fire Island, because... Oh my God, his Charlie little was baby so face! Cute. I oh Charlie my was God, so cute! Oh, it was too much. It was he was so he was just like the cutest little himbo. I loved him <laughs> so. <laughs> I was gonna say that. He was so cute. I agree. He was so cute. He didn't know what and, to say at the end. <laughs> and the and the rule still stands. Every person who plays Darcy is hot. Oh yeah. So. And you know, they go Conrad. Uh, he played Will. He played uh, William. Will I don't know Darcy. Whatever. Yeah, Fitzwilliam um, Darcy. <laughs> yeah, Fitzwilliam. Uh, he was really cute too. Like he was so adorable. Um, and I felt like I felt like the 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 Darcy character in both Fire Island and the podcast were were like a little. A little similar like mm-hmm. they had like deep voices and mm-hmm. i don't know they were um i think they came off as more um like they, they they mentioned it in the uh in the podcast like bennett bennett calls him like um like just not not presenting as femme or something yeah um yeah 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 and it is a really like, again, they're both so specific to gay men culture. Like, so I think they did an excellent job. My my own cis, like, woman experience here, like, 
straight lady experience. They did a good job. So I would like to hear from actual gay men who watched this and or listened to the Gay Pride and Prejudice podcast uh, what they thought. <laughs> That's true. I would love to know what other what other people thought of these two because yes as as a cis white lady <laughs> straight lady or general lady, lady. <laughs> ge- just a general just a regular regular lady I, 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 enjoy, I enjoyed both of these yeah. and i also like that both that both lydia's in the podcast and fire island were named luke <laughs> i know i i i feel like that was just a coincidence but i do want to know like I bet you the creators of both of them, because the the writer of this was Joel Kim Booster, who is Noah. Um, I wonder if he was aware of the the um, Gay Pride Prejudice podcast, which I, they kind of came out at the same time, so obviously they were being made at the same time, but. Zachary Grady wrote, directed, did everything for the podcast and. The director of this is Andrew Ahn, but it's still, like, written by somebody else. So I, I don't even know if they really, like, knew of one another while they were creating them. It's just crazy that they both came out at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm um, proud of Joel Kim Booster. He's awesome. This movie was very funny. I really love Bo and Yang. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's what I have to say. This movie, this movie was hilarious. I, that's it. It was so funny. <laughs> two two thumbs up from both of us. Yeah, if, seriously. If, if you haven't if you haven't watched it, please watch it. It was a delight. It really I was. cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch it again. It was amazing. <laughs> Was so the, fucking good. The mean gays when they were at that other house were just. <laughs> Hi, can I help you? Seriously, I was here last night, Brandon. <laughs> it's so bad. Their fashion, oh like their their outfits, I loved everything. I just it's great when <laughs> when um, Darcy or uh, when Noah's like giving um, head to Dex and he jumps up and whacks him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh, so funny. I just I can't. I like I I want to watch it again too. So um, maybe that's oh. in my future soon. Um, okay. I have a oh no, I have a very loud truck coming down the street. I, I apologize. <laughs> All right. Oh god. I'm okay. gonna. Can I Let's read? Look at the, yeah, uh... the plot keywords here. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna read them. They are gay, LGBT, location in title, vacation, trip. All right. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. Oh, I can hear it. It's very loud. Oh, Oh, it's trash truck. Okay. Oh, oh my. All right. I'm just going to quickly look at these, uh, this trivia, see if there's anything interesting. Um, uh, I love that there are multiple. So the first one, it says there are multiple mentions of friends making a podcast. Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, who play Howie and Luke, are the hosts of the popular podcast Las Culturistas. Um, and Joel Kim Booster has appeared on the podcast multiple times. And I know of that podcast and I've listened to it because they have a 
segment on that podcast um, called um, I Don't Think So, Honey. And basically, they just have a bunch of comedians come on a live show and just kind of talk for five minutes or one minute about something. And then they just go, I don't think so, honey, this crazy topic, whatever you choose. Mm. Um, yeah. My friend um, Cole was on one of their I don't think so, honeys in New York City. So that was pretty exciting for him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because he's a comedian, so. Um, Cole Stephenson, okay. everybody. Go find him. He's hilarious. Trivia is a little lacking, but there is one um, the about the Bechtel test. Uh, oh, the so second think... one is pretty good. Is it? Yes. It was first developed as a series titled Trip for the now defunct streaming television network <laughs> And Margaret Cho said in the movie that she was an early investor in Quibi, and it was a joke about that. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, no. That's really oh, funny. No. That is funny. Um. Okay. So I'll just this this Bechtel test one's really long, but I'll just read it. Okay. Sparked a brief controversy over whether it passed the Bechtel test. This test is to see if the female characters are portrayed prominently. And has three parts. One, are there at least two female characters? Two, they speak to each other. Three, their conversation is about something other than men. Critics said that the series failed. That the series failed miserably. Alison Bechtel herself countered that being about gay men and Asian gay men at that, it should get a pass, mm -hmm. as it showed a, a different side or different kind of inclusivity. She tweeted, "Okay, I just added a corollary." Corollary to the Bechtel test. Two men talking to each other about the female protagonist of an Alice Monroe story uh -huh. in a screenplay structured in a Jane Austen novel equals pass. <laughs> I love that. I love hashtag it. Fire Island, hashtag Bechtel test. Uh, <laughs> that's very cute. Oh my god, is the trash truck coming back? Oh my god, it's, <laughs> it's turning around. All right. Way turned around. This movie um, got a pretty high Metascore. It got a 72 Metascore. Woohoo! Good job. It has a 100% from my brother's coworker Liz oh. on Consequence. Um, oh my the god, lowest sorry. one is a 50, if you want to read one of those, Emily. Sure, I will read that over the... Oh my god, it's so squeaky. <laughs> Try to go away! Go away! Okay. okay. Oh goodness. I apologize. Okay, it's leaving. It's leaving. I can hear Two it. More. I can hear it leaving. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, let's see. So we've got, uh, yes, a 50. Got two 50s. I'm gonna read the one from the San Francisco Chronicle. Um... Despite the shortcomings, Fire Island is a feel-good, enjoyable comedy and a celebration of queer Asian-American storytelling. Let's hope its success paves the way for even more sub subversive films to come. All right. Um, I mean, I thought, it, I thought it was better than a 50, but all right. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to read the 75 from Film Stage. It says... Though lacking some fine points of Anne's past work, he's crafted a very funny, sweet, and inclusive romantic comedy with excellent performances. 
If Fire Island doesn't reinvent any wheel, this is a comfortable movie that will likely bring a lot of joy to queer audiences and beyond. That's for sure. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. And I'll just read the quick 100 from Consequence. It says, from Liz, if Clueless is the definitive modern day adaptation of Emma, then Fire Island deserves the same crown for Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah. I think so as well. It is very good. It's very funny. It's very cute. And well done. Um, Let's see. What meta score does uh, Clueless have? Well, I mean, Clueless is great. (laughs) Okay, yeah. It is great. What does it have? 68. Okay, pretty good. Pretty close. Yeah, pretty good. Um, It is a good Emma. That's for sure. I love Clueless. So good. So good. It is very good. Um, And now I love Fire Island. Yes. Um, All right. Well, that... Well, that is a lot of gay pride and prejudice in one episode. If you enjoyed... (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Acast, and Spotify. Uh, Please follow our social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. Um, Or if it's Twitter, it's at By The Popcorn. Uh, If you want to email us, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have some merch, so please check that out. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.